Okay, our um, scripture reading today is from the Gospel according to St. Luke. It's familiar to you, I think. Um, chapter 18, I'll read verses 15 through 17. Listen for the word of the Lord. People were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they sternly ordered them not to do it. But Jesus called for them and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Thanks be to God for the reading and the hearing of this portion of his holy word. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. To you be all praise and glory as we pray in the name and for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Not long ago, I needed to do some business with one of our credit card companies, so I called their 800 number. It went something like this. Hello, this is your automated customer service center. To continue this message, please enter your account number on your phone. I did. Thank you. For account balance verification, please press 1. To make a withdrawal, please press 2. To question a charge, please press 3. To determine your credit limit, please press 4. To speak with a customer service representative, please press 5. To hear these instructions again, please press 6. I press 5. Thank you. To speak with a customer service representative, please enter your zip code. I did. Thank you. To speak to a representative about additional features of your card, please press 1. To report a lost or stolen card, Please press 2. To, to ask a service representative about a cash advance, please press 3. To hear these instructions repeated, please press 4. To speak to a representative about any other problem, please press 5. I press 5. Thank you. You've missed our regular service hours. <laughs> if you would like to have your call returned, please press 1. If you would like... Somewhere between two and five, I hung up. Having spent ten patience-testing minutes on the phone dialoguing with a computer. And you know, you've had the experience. It's not just credit card companies. I've had the same experience as you have with banks and phone companies. Well, as I tried to cool down after the ordeal that day, I tried to imagine what it would be like if God, who certainly is as busy as a credit card company, resorted to running divine business in like manner. Thank you for your prayer. This is God's automated customer service representative. To request a special need prayer, please press 1. To pray for someone else, please press 2. To say a prayer of thanksgiving, please press 3. And so on and so forth. Some people have developed a faith that's far more complicated 
and far more complex than it needs to be. In our scripture lesson for this morning, Jesus addresses that situation. As you heard, people were bringing some children to him to touch. It must have seemed inappropriate. I mean, he'd just been engaged in a heavy theological discussion, and children just didn't seem to, to fit into to that scenario. But look what Jesus did. He intercepted his disciples who were trying to keep the children away. And he said to them, let the little children come to me and don't stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. He went on to say, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And with that, he reached down, picked up the children, put his arms around them, and blessed them. Now, what is Jesus saying? Is he saying that if you don't come to God when you're a child, you can't come to God later in life? No, I don't think so. I think what he's saying is that faith begins in the heart and not in the mind. Using our minds and, and seeking to learn more about our faith is certainly important. But living vital faith involves our hearts as well as our minds. And so Jesus said, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. When I was in seminary, one of the professors I respected the most was Dr. William Farmer a professor of New Testament who is now deceased. Bill Farmer kind of made a name for himself outside of the classroom through his social activism and in his later years by trying to be a Roman Catholic and a Methodist at the same time. But let me share something of my experience of him with you. Dr. Farmer was a brilliant man. He received advanced degrees from Cambridge University in England in Union Theological Seminary in New York City, and he also studied in Germany for a time. He wrote a number of books and, and scholarly articles in which he advanced some truly original thinking. He knew and corresponded with biblical scholars around the world, and he was fluent in German, French, Hebrew, and Greek. But what impressed me the most about him was not the brilliance of his mind or the, or the profundity of his, of his lectures, but rather something entirely different altogether. You see, when Bill Farmer came into the classroom at the beginning of class, he would simply stand there for a minute behind his lectern until everyone was quiet and looking at him. And then with a very soft look in his eye and upon his face, he would bow his head and say quietly, let us pray. To this day, I remember those prayers. They were almost childlike. They had a quality about them of such sincerity and simplicity that I knew that this man truly was a man of God. Do you know the story of the two men who were asked to recite the 23rd Psalm to a large group of people one day? 
The first man was young and a professor of speech at the local university. His recitation was perfect. There wasn't a single flaw in his delivery. When he got through, the whole audience applauded enthusiastically, for it was just masterful the way he recited the psalm. Then the next man stood up, an old and simply dressed man. His recitation wasn't dramatic at all, and it certainly was lacking in the finer points of, of oratory. But it was sincere, and obviously from his heart. And you know, when he got through and sat down, the whole place was quiet. Many had tears in their eyes. I don't understand, said another, as he and the young man walked off the stage. When you recited, the whole auditorium rose to its feet and gave you a thunderous ovation. But when the old man recited, they just sat there and didn't move. Do you understand what happened? And the young man replied, yes, I believe I do. You see, I knew the psalm, but he knew the shepherd. There's a big difference between knowing the psalm and knowing the shepherd, isn't there? Just as there's a big difference between having a faith that's lodged in your mind and having a faith that involves both your mind and your head and your heart. Don't misunderstand me. There's nothing wrong with a faith that engages our mind. In fact, our faith had better engage our minds. But if it's only that, and it never goes deep into our heart, then it's not really a living and vital faith at all. Do you have the joy of a simple faith? Not a simplistic faith, not a thoughtless faith, but a faith that emerges out of the depths of your heart. Living and vital faith involves our hearts as well as our minds. So don't get lost in the complexities. Just join the singing. Let us pray. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing his praises. Amen.